Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Time now for the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes, yes. Welcome to Balloon Party, also known as Tim and Boy, here on 101 ESPN. My name is Tim. That is Boy. <laughs> Jackson, you said yesterday uh, you were confident that they were going to work it out. Yeah, I guess I have to make an apology because yeah, please I, I do. certainly didn't. Yeah, I mean, I thought with the extension of the uh, deadline that that would certainly increase the chances that they would get a deal done, but uh, apparently the players weren't too happy with the uh, the offer, so... No go. You are a mark. I'm a mark? I thought you were saying I am mark. I thought you were, there was a reference to something. Welcome back to Tim and Mark. <laughs> Tim and Mark, yeah. Fifth, sixth name. No, mark. Mark meaning pawn. Right, exactly. The play was made as the play was determined months ago. And the play was we will force them to the deadline Ideally, they will acquiesce because they'll be scared of losing game checks, and then we will get these terms rammed through Congress, Congress being the Players Association, Mm -hmm. and then we will have a better collective bargaining agreement for ourselves. And if they don't accept them, the PR spin we will utilize will be the night before the deadline. We'll make it look like we're getting close, and then we'll say they changed their minds and their terms and make it out to look like they're the bad guys, and then we will kill games because in the whole scheme of things, it will not impact us that i believe essentially was a summary of the playbook that's what i think happened so i want to lay this out i'm going to take a different approach to the baseball work stoppage today on uh tim and mark and uh and i'm going to go with some audio archives here we did an interview on tma and i've made reference to it once or twice since we started the show here on 101 espn with adam wainwright and it's on the show that many of you i think would probably despise if you listened to it it's called uh, the morning after and it's been on since 2004 and uh, we would go down to spring training and uh, do a show from the picnic table right outside the Cardinal Clubhouse. And guys would come on and uh, BS with us because they wouldn't have their workout starting for an hour or two. And we're on a morning drive and we would get these kind of candid conversations. One of the most candid ones in the show's history was with one of the best interviews in recent history in the Cardinal organization, Adam Wainwright. So candid, as a matter of fact, and you're about to hear four minutes of it, that he was uh, reprimanded for the interview. But the key here is this. This interview took place in the month of February in the year of 2019. And at the time, Adam Wainwright, who had just sat down, as you will hear at the outset of the interview, uh, was asking or I was asking him about his health and then he just went off on a tangent because Bryce Harper and Manny Machado still hadn't been signed Mm -hmm. and at that moment Adam Wainwright became Nostradamus 
Ladies and gentlemen, here is the audio from Adam Wainwright on the Ryan Kelly morning after in August or excuse me, April of 20 or no, February of 2019. It is it's a horrible question, but I'm obligated to ask it. And then you know, you've asked it, the answer it 30 times but for audience. Here, I know I got to do it. Jeez. And it's awful. But how do you feel? Oh, well, that's different than the one I thought it was going to be. What did you think it was going to be? Is this going to be your last year? That's oh, I, I, I know better than that. Even though I did ask Bill DeWitt yesterday about Bryce Harper. What did he say? Thank you. See, you're curious by that. He goes, well, you know, I can't answer that. And I know he can't answer that. But And I had Goldsmith well, on earlier, and 30, I said, so you're free agent. 30 owners need to be answering that because you got one of the best players in the game that needs a job, and nobody's signing him, and there's something wrong with that. What do you think's going on there? And it's not just him and Machado, uh, but there's like a hundred other guys, you know. I think you've got a, I think you've got, thirty owners who have a sabermetric box that they will sign people when they are in that box, and if they're not, then they don't take any intangibles or um, anything else into play. It's all about numbers, and that's just, uh, you know, that's a sad thing. I mean, part part of it is is smart. You know, from their side of it, part of it, that's how you got to do business sometimes. But also you got to realize at the end of the day, this is about winning. So if, if Bryce Harper wants 10 years and he's 26 years old, you know, is anybody saying that, that he's going to have 10 MVPs? No, but you know what? He might have three or four in there for sure. And he might hit, he might hit 300 in five of those and he might hit 250 in five of those. Who knows? But He's going to drive in 100 runs, you know, or close to it. He's going to steal some bases, and he's going to be a dynamic player. And same can be said about Manny Machado. Yeah. I mean, these guys are superstar players. So, and so you have those two guys, but it's like, oh, Kimbrel's out there, Keigel's out that's there, the Mustakas is out. It's, it's not like it's just like two dudes. That's, you know? that's and those are the guys they're not talking about. They're talking about Bryce and they're talking about Manny. But you know, you got probably the best reliever in, in our era. And Craig Kimball right now. I mean, you know, after after you got Mo and after you got Hoffman, then then it's Kimbrell, right? I mean, that's mm-hmm. pretty much that's the way it is. I mean, he's at least in the conversation for best closers in the last 15 years. He's at least in the conversation. And you're telling me that 30 teams can't use Craig Kimball right now? 30 teams can use him. All 30 teams can use Craig Kimball right now. I mean, there's just no denying that. You know, almost every team out there can use an, a, a Cy Young winning pitcher in, in Dallas Keuchel. I mean, that's just – I mean, think about Bud Norris is still at home wanting a job, right? He, Bud Norris was a great pitcher last year, man. Does anybody forget that? I mean, he had 28 saves, and he, he saved our tails coming out of camp. Well, we didn't know who was going to be our closer, and, and he stepped in and did a, a tremendous job. There's so many people out there, though. And, I, and, and, listen, I know baseball players make a ton of money to play baseball, and I realize that, but the nature of the business is winning. And, and the nature of the business, these fans want to see winning players out there helping their teams win. And these there's winning players that don't have jobs, and they're not – I don't think they're getting offered anything. You know, they're, I think they're getting the squeeze put on them, honestly. Do you think that we're headed toward World War Three in a few years when the CBA is up? Yeah, I, I think unless something changes, they're going to be a strike 100%. Yeah. And, I mean, and I don't think anybody's hiding that. I think that's – I think there's uh, – you know – you. I just worry people are going to walk out mid-season, you know. Really? I don't. I mean, I don't know what. I mean, what if what if no one signs Bryce Harper and Manny Machado? Saw a report yesterday on the Yes Network saying they don't expect it to sign until middle of March. I mean, I thought I thought my over/under was today, February fifteenth, and I'm like, 
There's no, there's nothing. I, I go on Twitter and Google News every morning. I'm like, there's nothing new. People need to, people need to sign those guys just for the fantasy baseball players out there. <laughs> we don't need another Le'Veon Bell. Listen, as a fantasy football enthusiast, we don't need another Le'Veon Bell situation. You. We don't need 20 Le'Veon Bell situations, right? And there's, there's players out there with, with close to the talent that Le'Veon has in major leagues not, not signing contracts right now, and they need to be in camp because in camp, camp makes a big deal. That's Adam Wainwright, February of 2019, calling his shot on the work stoppage and laying out some context. And I wanted to include that again, to, for those of you who may just be joining us, he was reprimanded for that interview, um, for his candor. And uh, it made national headlines when he said players might just walk out. So the point is the frustration is not something that just arrived here in the last 24 or 48 hours in Jupiter, Florida. It was going on in Jupiter, Florida in February. And the, and the greater context is this. And this is, this is where I'm coming from. And, and in talking with uh, Randy Carricker and Michelle Smallman as we came in here and they were heading out, my understanding is there are some there's a good portion of people, and it's cool to each their own, um, who are siding with the owners. I'm not necessarily siding with anybody. I'm just telling you what my assessment of the situation is. Adam Wainwright, Max Scherzer, Andrew Miller, um, all of the players who had gathered in Jupiter for the meetings and or were at the press conference last night with Miller, Tony Clark, and uh, Max Scherzer, those guys are good. And by that, I mean, I'm not talking about their talent. I'm talking about financially. They're good. Max Scherzer could shut it down today. He could never throw another inning. He's going to be fine. His kids are going to be fine. And his grandkids are going to be fine based on the work he's done over the last 10, 15 years in the major leagues. Same thing for Adam Wainwright. So who actually has an angle here? My premise being this, these guys, in my opinion, are looking out for the game they love, which is why they excelled at it, because they loved and practiced and played and became great. And I, But here's the thing. Here's where I'm coming from on both. I feel like there is a demonization of people having accomplishment in the United States at this particular moment. I don't really know what that's about, but I, 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 I sense it from some. And I tip my cap to somebody who has reached the apex of business to the point that they can own a baseball team or an NBA team or an NHL team or an NFL team or whatever the case might be. Tip of the cap, my goodness, because most likely you had to take some risks in order to get there. So God bless. Same thing goes for baseball players who become multimillionaires. And in the case of the gentleman you just heard, Adam Wainwright, still carries himself in a manner that I would admire if he were a, an A-ball player, much less a guy who's going to be a Cardinal Hall of Famer and perhaps with better health may have been on his way to Cooperstown. So I tip my cap there as well. But this, I don't believe, is all about the guys who are the billionaires who own the team or the guys who are in Scherzer's camp as far as income over the last decade. This is about the game, and it's also about the guys who may get a year or two, which is the average stay in the major leagues. Not everybody's Adam Wainwright and Max Scherzer. And, you know, yeah, making $600,000 a year is wonderful. If you do it for about 20 or 30 years, if you do it for a year, and then you spread that out mathematically over the course of a lifetime of a professional career, it's not that much money. As weird as that might sound, and I know that's kind of outside the box, but that's, you know, if we're going to total up all of our incomes and line them up, if you're a baseball player and you do get a taste of the big leagues for a year and a half, okay, that's $900,000. That's a lot of money. Don't get me wrong. But you're 22 years old. You still have to get to 65, whatever age it is. 
and you've committed in the minor leagues to working and working and working to get there, and now you're in a spot where you don't have marketable job skills, and now you're 30 years old and going, what am I going to do with myself? And if you're lucky, you'll be making a decent amount of money, but you surely won't be making $600,000 a year. And so that is what they are fighting for, and Max Scherzer doesn't need to fight for it. And the thing that I would highlight from what you heard from Adam Wainwright there in that clip from three years ago is the frustration from a guy who I think would have nearly a 100% approval rating in the audience listening to this show right now, and Adam Wainwright, not complaining about the Cardinals, not complaining about the Cardinals, not going out and signing, take your pick of whatever shortstop that I would complain about, but going, hey, these guys are great ball players. And I know Bud Norris's name now is dated and would sound like a joke, but he was successful in 2018, which was the previous year he was talking about. But Bryce Harper, Manny Machado, but also Craig Kimbrell, Dallas Keigel. Uh, Mike Moustakis, and they didn't have jobs. So what was that about? And the great point is this. Not everybody's trying to win. And they're not being penalized for it. And so, yes, baseball players are in a great spot and that there is no salary cap. And I would actually tell you that the fact that there isn't a salary cap is what's playing a role in the lack of the competitive element of the game and that half the teams, at least, you can cross out before they even throw the first pitch, whenever they throw the first pitch this year. Watching Rob Manfred yesterday, that just didn't come across as a gentleman who uh, was pot committed to the circumstance. Right. That came off as a guy, and I get it, he's working for the owners, but he did his dance and he was the one who took the shrapnel. Tony Clark, Andrew Miller, Max Scherzer, that came across as sincere. Body language tells, verbal tells, that was sincere. I think they felt surprised in some sense, anger in another. Here's the bigger problem for the game, though. I asked this question. 2,248 people have voted on Twitter, and I very rarely tweet uh, just because I don't want to destroy my career in one uh, thought. Uh, And that is uh, the MLBPA has rejected the owner's best and final offer, meaning that barring a surprise, baseball will miss games this year. Which of the following options best describes your reaction to the news today? Anger, sadness, apathy. Apathy won by nearly... 20 points over anger. Apathy, 48%. Anger, 31%. Sadness, 20%. One out of two people voting. And granted, this is 2,200 people in St. Louis, most likely. Apathy. That's the thing I kept driving home from the moment we showed up on the station, is that it's coming, and on top of it, a lot of people don't care. That's the bottom line, and that's the problem for the game, and that's why yesterday was a suicide mission for the game of baseball. The thing is, it didn't start yesterday. It was a plan from the beginning of the offseason. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back to Tim and Mark here on 101 ESPN. Say Mark. Yo. You're in a slow fade on those beats. I like it. I like how, you know, just... You, do, what, you want me to stop talking? Does it become a music station? <laughs> no, just a little bad. Um, what do we have coming up on So What Your Grandma Think before I start spewing Mount uh, Takesmith? Oh, uh, actually, a little bit more serious one, and I think a really good exchange is... Oh, wow. Ch- it was the uh, Chelsea manager, the manager for Chelsea football team, and, or I'm sorry, boy, look at me. I'm going to get... Circus of love, love circus. I'm going to get blasted for saying that. A soccer team in England. Um... And he had a very candid uh, back and forth with the reporter, and uh, it's a, it's it's not like necessarily like a f- the funniest of ones, but it is certainly falls under the category of what your grandma think. Oh, all right, wow, 
You've just gotten better at teasing, sir. I'm really good at it. I, uh, former producer of TMA back in the day, now a lawyer. That's what happens. You produce TMA, and we shoot you into legitimate careers. So I have something to look forward to. That's exactly right. <laughs> uh, just uh, texted me and said, uh, I feel like there's a lot to read into that Wainwright sound saying confidently that there would be a strike and, quote, players walking out midseason. Possibly shows a lot about the player side resolve even then. That's a nice read. Yep. That's a nice read. Mm-hmm. And uh, elaborating on that, you heard the term breaking the union. If you watched, again, I don't know how many people watched all of this yesterday. I was locked in on MLB Network throughout the afternoon. And they showed the press conference with Max Scherzer, Andrew Miller, uh, Tony Clark, and the other uh, union rep. And I can't think of his name. Not a player, but uh, lead negotiator. And um, that is a phrase you heard often. And I think the Players Association knew what the play was. And by that, I mean the strategy. And the strategy was, we're not going to negotiate until the very end. And then at the very end, then we'll try to put terms on them that they otherwise wouldn't take. And then because there'll be some guys who just don't want to lose game checks, they'll break. We'll divide and conquer. It's all standard stuff here. These are all standard negotiating plays. It doesn't apply just to baseball. It's a, I would imagine a lot of you listening have either been part of unions or have been part of your own contract negotiations or just negotiating a salary. And you recognize the plays, and sometimes you just kind of roll your eyes and go, okay, this has got to go on. We just got to do this dance. Fine. But the players' union was not going to back down to the obvious strategy. And as you heard from Wainwright and the fine observation there uh, from our former producer, is that I think the players are willing to dig in. And so if that is the case, then how long will this go on? And that leads us to uh, somebody who was a guest on this show about, uh, I don't know, at this point we've been on now for a couple months, probably a month and a half ago, Tim yeah. Kirkchin was on with us. And I, I feel like when you're presenting somebody... It's like in politics. Who could I present, Jackson? Actually, this is rhetorical, so don't answer. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> for, for, for everybody's sake. Right. But my point being this. If I were to say this politician right here has the highest approval rating from both Republicans and Democrats combined, I don't know who that I really don't know who that person would be in the world of baseball. If I'm trying to get a non pro player side, non pro owner side, but somebody who has a great deal of respect and likability, I present to you this gentleman. His name is Tim Kirkchin. He's going into the Hall of Fame this year. And this is what he had to say on ESPN. Let's bring in uh, Tim Kirkchin. Tim. How damaging are today's events for the sport here long term? Well, Kevin, I'm really concerned about the game long term. I mean, coming into this offseason, baseball was in a really bad spot. Attendance is down. Ratings are down. Interest is down in the game. I love the game more than anyone. But people out there don't love baseball like they did, say, 20 years ago, and now we're looking at a potential long lockout that could cancel a whole bunch of games. Two months ago, I had a source tell me, look, the owners are going to do what they want to do, and if they play 140 games, they're going to be fine with that. We're going to start on May the 1st. That's what I was told two months ago by someone who kind of knows. Well, now we're to the point where if we play May the 1st, we have to be happy about that mm. because at this point, with no meeting scheduled, this could be longer than May 1st, and that really scares me, and it really should scare the industry, which cannot afford this at a time when people have all sorts of other things to do with their money and their time. 
So all sorts of things to do with their money and their time is accurate, and it's a fair representation of one of the issues facing the game from competition with leisure time. So that is a real thing. The concern about the decline in attendance, that's going on in a lot of sports, though. But television ratings, 67% from 1991 viewers to 2021 uh, World Series viewers, if I'm not mistaken, the number is approximately 36 million in 1991 to uh, approximately 12 million in 2021. Meanwhile, the Super Bowl has gone up about 20% in that time. That that's all. That's all there. Now here's another dose of uh, reality, and kind of crossing over into the non-sports world, but it is relevant to this discussion. You have a lot going on in the world at this particular moment. I don't know. I'm 45 years old, and I don't know if there has been more as far as a variety of substantial issues going on at one time, not just one issue. Certainly September 11th in my lifetime will always be the moment. Um, well, at least I hope it is the uh, will always be the moment because you don't want anything worse than right, September right, right. 11th. Yep. But you have a variety of things going on right now. And even if this were a great time, in American or world history, um, the look of millionaires and billionaires arguing over money isn't going to really relate well to the people who show up at yep. games and or watch the games on television. But at this particular moment, it's even worse. And that is why, in particular, yesterday, Rob Manfred, I think, stock went down even further, and I think his stock was already pretty low. Now, it's in vogue, whether it be in sports talk radio or social media, to kill the commissioner. By kill the commissioner, I mean verbally take shots. Right. And and, and so that's, that's, there's nothing new there. But specific to him, I get the sense that the players and the players association, this is getting personal. Not not that that's good, because you start getting personal and emotional about business, you make a bad business decision. But I think that that has gone on here, and this has gotten more and more intense. And in watching those media sessions yesterday, you know, Manfred's kind of smiling and joy, and it's, it, it's just like, man. A little tone deaf. Yeah, that that's perfect, Jackson. A little tone deaf. Mark, that's exactly right. <laughs> that's exactly right. And here's another thing. And I, I really do. And maybe this is hypocritical, but I'm trying to extrapolate something. And hopefully you can follow where I'm coming from on this. There was a picture taken. And it was him at Roger Dean Stadium, where yep. the Cardinals, usually at this time of year, would be playing. And it showed him doing a practice golf swing. Right. Now... I know if you want to go get your likes, get your likes. Your likes will pay your bills, but get your likes if there's that void. Go get your likes. You can show that, and then everybody will talk about, oh, he's so, you know, whatever. And that's the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. And get your likes, and that's good. I'm glad I'm not in the like business. Uh, this is my observation from that. To even bring it up, I hesitate to do it, but I do think there's something to it. Any of you listening to this, think of the moment in your life that was one of the greatest stresses, whatever it be, whether it be family health, whether it be your own health, whether it be professional, and you are locked in to try to remedy that in whatever way you can. Well, that's what Rob Manfred had yesterday professionally. Now, take yourself back to that moment where you're thinking about your family health your personal health, your professional status, health, you lost your job, you're making a decision between one place and another place, whatever it is, and you're at that moment of stress, 
would you be working on your attack angle on a wedge? I, I, and I and, and, and I, I know that, that the golf thing, all that does is throw into the baseball owners are rich and we don't right, like them right, because right, they're right. rich. And I, I hate to do that because I really just don't like it. It's an easy, it's a one foot lazy, putt. Lazy. It's, yeah, I mean, lazy carries a stronger negative connotation. I would agree it's probably an accurate description. of it. Get, it's get your like stuff. It's yeah. like bait. People talk about clickbait. I talk about like bait. So it's it's an easy one. I could tweet that out and I get 500 likes on it and it'd be great. And yeah. I'd make the same amount of money. But I'd feel good about myself for Russia dopamine. But in reality, it'd be disingenuous. Here is how I'm trying to extrapolate that whole thing. If you are in the war room and you start working on your backswing, you know, am I lifting my left heel up properly? Am I parallel? The people around you, what in that, is this guy really committed to the task? It's just not the way the mind works at that moment if you are really focused on getting something done. It's got not, he could have been working on throwing a football. It's not a golf thing. The golf thing is the thing that'll titillate people more because it's got the class warfare element to it, you know. But it's it, the, the premise being if you are locked in on something and trying to fix something and you are at the 11th hour and you're looking at your takeaway on your golf swing. Man, and I don't say it's a bad look. That's another like bait phrase. It's a, but it, 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 it's not about a bad look because I don't think he knew he was being photographed. It's not like he's like, oh, there's a photographer. Let me sh- <laughs> let me show you my so I can away, send this yeah. to my instructor and see how my takeaway is. The premise is, you're not locked in if that's what you're doing. I'm just telling you that's not the way that it, I've been in these moments. And the last thing I'd be doing is just working on my golf swing. It's just not the way. My point is this. It was never serious. It was always going to go down this way and ideally win the PR battle. So a lot of people would take the owner's sides and say the players are too rich. And then they would squeeze them and try to break the union because they don't care if they miss games. That's reality. This is a long-term mission, and I think it's a long-term mission on both sides. And that's why we might be in for a long-term work stoppage. You asked me on Friday, Jackson, Hmm. do I think this thing's going to go past Memorial Day? And at the time, I go, no, no. I didn't think it was going to get done by March 1st, but I didn't think it was. And now I see, I go, man. I actually am worried about Memorial Day, and that wasn't on my mind until yesterday. All right, it is 1035 in St. Louis. My name is Tim McKernan. Standing across from me is Jackson Burkett. This is Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Every time I pull up my camera to video this SportsCenter update, you, you execute. I know. I think I might have to ad lib next time. Just and go straight just off the it. dome and pray Mizzou or Slough or Illinois is taking on someone I know the mascot of. Yeah. Well, it's not easy. Marquette. Marquette clipped me and the Niners. Yeah. Can't uh, look at those teams the same again. Dear Tim Takesmith. <laughs> Finally. I've, I've been longing to be a Takesmith. <laughs> been doing this since 1998 at the University of Missouri. Uh, dear Tim Takesmith and jaunty little Jaxie, I didn't think it was possible for me to hi- I hate a sports commissioner worse than Gary Bettman and Roger Goodell. I was wrong. That's from the 314. All right, here we go. These, it's time for arbitrary approval ratings. Mm. Rank the approval ratings. Of course, these are all arbitrary approval ratings of the four commissioners as of March 2nd, 2022. All right, so I'll start at the top. So... 
Adam Silver, I assume, is number one. Yeah, but I think that actually, as much as you know, it's, I have it's, it's, a it's bias, right on brand. It's I, right on brand. As it may be biased, I think that is the correct. And you answer. believe he has a one hundred percent approval no, rating? No, 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 no. But definitely better than the other three. And that's because you love his sport more. Well, me personally, it's. But I think six five seven eight zero air comfort service text line. Be, um, two, I will say. Where are you going to go here? I, I, I'm going to say Bettman. I know he isn't that well liked, but when you compare him to my final two I got coming up, I mean, it's not like necessarily a reflection of like him being good. It's a reflection that the other two are, I follow you. are uh, I follow not you. as good. So if you asked me if, if this was seven or eight months ago, I think this would be reversed. But I think with what happened yesterday, Goodell is at three and Manfred is at four. I can't dispute your ranking, and I actually would agree with you on the Adam Silver thing. Mm-hmm. I just had to let you do that right. first yes. for the purpose of my mission on this show. Absolutely. Um, and then I don't, I think I think Manfred would actually be fourth. Yeah. And I think I would. I think that would have been the case a month ago too. Yeah, for sure. I think pre-lockout, I think a lot of his stuff they did poorly is like deep enough in people's memory where it wouldn't be as bad. I think Goodell is always going to have carry a negative connotation around with him. I wonder how it would play in St. Louis, like where it would be in St. Louis. And oh. Again, when I'm saying public approval, I'm talking about nationally. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, in St. Louis would be a more interesting. I think that would be more interesting. I think Bettman would be one in that case. Uh, Jackson Silver, even though he is a douchebag, spineless fool, then Goodell, then Bettman, uh, then Rob Manford. Yeah, I mean... I don't. I don't really. You know. I'm, I don't want to. I'd be surprised if many would put Bettman last at this particular yeah, moment. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, and I would be surprised if Silver would not be the consensus one. Yeah, I would. Uh, but yeah. for Roger Goodell to actually not be in last yeah. is, as I think, the biggest commentary, not just locally but in general, because he was not particularly well liked, respected. No. Uh, Silver, Bettman, Goodell, Manfred, Action Jackson is accurate. That's from the three one four. I don't like it when you get support, so I'm not going to read anything. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, Tim, love the show. Glad to hear you don't fade out when I drive under a bridge or overpass. Thank yeah, you. That is nice. That's more of a commentary on my career. <laughs> uh, let's see, Tim. How is Conzo? not been fired i don't i mean <laughs> but honestly because it isn't because it isn't the end of the season right when is he when is he going to get fired will they wait until like after the sec tournament will they wait until that buy in, in may, may. Yeah. yeah he's gonna get fired in may save money yeah so that that's the answer i mean it's a fair question but yes that's the answer yeah, so he, may 3rd will be the day is that the day i we, think that's the day very I mean, rarely can you call out when the yeah. date a coach will be terminated but that right. will be it and it's because of the contract you could have like the fireworks show right now but then you're literally just costing yourself money and it's not going to do you'll be in the same position in may if you fire him in may than you would be now yeah i don't think a new coach is going i don't think like rich daly is going <laughs> yeah. to have that, that kind of moment he had when norm stewart was ill was at 30 years ago and and come in and, and lead the tigers to uh i think they nearly beat syracuse if mm-hmm. memory in the NCAA tournament. Can you look that up for me? Sure. Derek or- Coleman, Billy Owens. I'm going going deep in the memory bank here, but that's where I think I am. Uh, Timmy, you would not practice your golf swing in a high-stress moment because you're conscious of optics. Manfred is either oblivious to optics in his position of commish or he is aware and doesn't care. Either way, it doesn't look good for labor peace. That is from the 573. Yeah, my overall premise is more psychological and not optical, although I get it. I don't believe that Manfred knew somebody was taking a picture of him. Psychologically, 
my thought on the golf swing image was if you are truly at a moment of great intensity, whether it be personally or professionally, your body doesn't go, yeah, let me let me start working on my my attack angle, you know, let me see how my takeaway looks, you know, my parallels. I go as I as I get over the top. It's just not that's that's my premise. And therefore, how do I arrive at even discussing this on our 60 minutes here is because it, the, the the outcome was predetermined. It was WWE. All due respect, Larry. So, yeah, that's 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 where I'm coming away from talking about that. Uh, yes, Jackson, what's going on? What did you discover about the 1990 Missouri Tigers? 91? I have it as 90. 90? I have 90? it as 97. Oh, that's wrong. It's the upset of number one Kansas. What are you even looking up right now? I looked I up Richard Daly. I was at that game with Corey Tate. I was looking up Richard Daly. He was, I remember that. It was the first time I held a camera at KOMU. Me and the colonel, Gabe DeArmond, in the same class. Both pleasant gentlemen. And uh, Missouri upset Rock Chalk, who I believe was undefeated at the time. And I think they would only lose one other game. Was that to Arizona that year? I mean, I'm just throwing out, this is memory word vomit on the show today. No, Missouri played Syracuse and lost in like the Sweet 16 or in the round of 32. And Norm Stewart was out. And I think Rich Daly was the coach at the time. The fact that we're even talking about this was a 5,000 to 1 play. I think it was higher than 5,000. I think I'm looking at 89. 89. All right. All right. And do you see it? Is it was it Syracuse? Yeah. Yep. It was Syracuse. Nice. Uh, let's see. Why do people hate Manfred? Because the fact he was is foolish. He only does what his bosses tell him. That's from the five seven three. Well, I think all commissioners act as representatives of the ownerships. I agree with that. Um, I think I think they're the part of being a commissioner. And I think part of being an owner of a sports franchise, and I actually think part of being a politician, is, and this strikes me so obvious as I say it, I hate that I'm even going to say it because it's so obvious, but is credibility. But I'm not even talking about necessarily the actual credibility, but that the people watching or listening to you believe you're credible. Right, right, right. So almost in a sense, it's theater. Who do you believe is telling you the truth? Who do you believe is lying to you? And are you more likely to follow the former or the latter? Now, if you're still going to former the latter, then then God bless America. We need to sit down and play some poker. But that, I think, is where it comes down to. And even if you don't like Adam Silver or you've never even watched the man speak because you you know hate the NBA, Adam Silver, I think, has... Comparatively speaking, I'm not saying he has absolute because some people can point out a wide variety of things with the NBA that they would have a problem with. But I think people buy in when he talks more than Rob Manfred. Right. And I think yesterday was really disorganized. And considering it is my opinion that they knew that that was coming, the fact that it came off. And I recall he got done uh, making a statement and then he looked over to somebody and goes, OK, are you going to handle this or am I going to handle it? And I'm going, what are we doing here? <laughs> You know, I mean, this is this is a huge moment. Meanwhile, then the players two hours get together and you have Tony Clark, Andrew Miller and Max Scherzer sitting there answering questions. Clark has a statement prepared. 
they they say it, and maybe they're completely all full of it, but they say it, and it's believable. Now, you might disagree with what they're saying, but you can buy, at least I can. I don't want to speak for everybody. You can at least buy it. All right, it's 10.50. i got to go already. Well, uh, we have, so what would your grandma think uh, coming up? And you say this is a thought-provoking edition of? The, would this be a very special edition of So What'd Your Grandma Think? It would certainly be a special edition. Oh, my God. I don't want to throw very on there, but right? No, a word that powerful and descriptive. <laughs> yeah, but it, I, it's actually a, it's a good clip. So. Oh well, I, I tell you what, you have intrigued me on this. So what'd your grandma think? That is coming up next. Then you have BK and Ferrario at the top of the hour. Tim McKernan, Jackson Burkett with you. This is Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Sometimes the media asks bad questions. Not not a good question. Like, Coach, uh, how cool was it that it was a Wisconsin player that uh, sank the winning shot? Well, they're all Wisconsin players. Or, I'm doing a story about New Year's resolutions, and I was just wondering if you had any you wanted to share with your fans and our readers. Yeah, no, not right now. Okay, thanks. And when that happens, players will fire back. What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? Stop asking me stupid questions. Now it's time for... So what's your grandma think? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a very special edition of So What'd Your Grandma Think? Jackson, uh, set the stage. So this is Thomas Tuchel. He is the manager of Chelsea uh, in the English Premier League. And uh, in his press conference, he had been asked multiple times about what's going on in Ukraine and what his thoughts are, and he was—you could tell—he was getting a little bit like, "I don't—I'm I'm a football coach. I'm a—I'm a soccer coach. That's not what I really deal with." And so this was his response to another question about it. Yeah. You spoke a moment ago about the, the, the horrors of, of war. How much do you hope that the owner is using any? No, listen, listen, listen. You have to stop. I'm not a politician. You have to stop. Honestly, I can only repeat it, and I'm even feel bad to repeat it because I never experienced war. So even to talk about it, I feel bad because I'm very privileged. I sit here in peace and I do the best I can, but you have to stop asking me these questions. I have no answers for you. And there it is. Okay, I thought you said there there was another question. I thought there was a follow-up. I was waiting for the follow-up. And that was a poor setup on my part because he had been asked previously, and so when he said... Enough is enough. Enough is enough. I can't answer. So he kept it. getting asked about it. He kept getting asked about what's going on in Ukraine. Eventually, just and like, the owner is a German. 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 Okay. He's German. They just kept asking him about what was so going on. So why were they asking this guy? That's that was his point. Like I coach football. Like I don't. I'm not a politician. So what a weird deal. Yeah. And so he gave a very candid answer, and I thought it was really good. So if I just hop on down to the blue skate and start hitting Bruby up about questions on the situation in Ukraine. It's the same thing. I mean, yeah, is that so what essentially. I, I, I thought, I know there's a, a couple of teams owned by Russian. Russians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was not one of them. Uh, owned, I'm not sure. Well, that's what my question was. He, he just coaches. Right. I know. I asked who the owner is. The oh, owner. I don't know about that. Good question. If I could, and I could reach you, I would put my finger in your chest right now. Yeah. And you wouldn't even know what hit you. That's understandable. You wouldn't even know what hit you. <laughs> but I can't. And so, therefore, I'll scamper out of here very quickly. All right. Uh, BK and Ferrario are up next with BK and Ferrario from 11 to 2. Then you have the fast lane from 2 to 6. 
with Anthony Stalter, Jamie Rivers, and Brad Thompson. Time for us to shut it down. If you missed any of the show, you can always podcast at the podcast brought to you by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Subscribe to Balloon Party, even though we do our uh, show now as Tim and Mark. <laughs> Another one. <laughs> Tim and Mark. Get your Tim and Mark t-shirts. Uh, BK and Ferrari up next for Action Jackson. I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors, We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.